Weightlifter Chen Wenhui has earned another bronze medal for Taiwan, lifting a combined 230 kilograms in the women's 64-kilogram event. And earlier in the day, fellow weightlifter Guo Xingchun scored Taiwan's first gold medal of the Tokyo Olympics. The 27-year-old lifted a combined 236 kilograms to land the top spot in the women's 59-kilogram weight class. During her final clean-and-jerk attempt, she failed at 141 kilograms when trying to beat her own world record. Even so, Guo set three Olympic records on Tuesday with a snatch of 103 kilograms, a clean-and-jerk of 133 kilograms, and her combined lift. Taiwan's medal tally uh, now stands at one gold, two silvers, and three bronzes. Taiwan announced 16 new local COVID cases and one death on Tuesday. In the afternoon, it took delivery of 580,000 AstraZeneca vaccines purchased from the manufacturer. Taiwan has now received about 20% of its order of AstraZeneca. Also on Tuesday, Taiwan began allowing people to sign up for a new vaccine developed by the domestic biotech firm Medigen. A plane carrying 580,000 AstraZeneca vaccines arrived in Taiwan from Bangkok at 3.30 in the afternoon. The vaccines were part of a 10 million dose order Taiwan placed directly with AstraZeneca. So far, Taiwan has received about 1.9 million of those doses. These are the AstraZeneca vaccines we bought ourselves. Including this afternoon's batch, we have already received about 1.885 million doses. The expiry date of this batch of vaccines is November 30, 2021. On Tuesday, vaccine appointments open up for adults aged 38 and up. Although they expected to have to wait for a text message notification, some eligible people discovered that they could go straight to the website and book a time. Everybody knows when the vaccine appointments open up. Do you need to receive a text from the 1922 hotline before you can book an appointment? No. Whether you receive a text message or not, if you're eligible, then you can book. If you're not eligible, then you won't be able to book. With vaccine supply on the rise, Taiwan launched a new round of waitlist registration Tuesday afternoon at 2. All adults 18 and older are asked to sign up if they haven't done so already. For the first time, Taiwan's own Medigen COVID vaccine is an option that registrants can select. We are providing a new option, that is, the Medigen vaccine. But the date of Medigen's rollout has yet to be determined. We have to look at the overall supply. Medigen is authorized for emergency use on people 20 and older. If they so desire, people already on the waitlist can change their vaccine preferences. So far in Taiwan's vaccination campaign, a little over 7 million doses have been administered, and nearly 29% of the population has received at least one dose. With the advent of Medigen and more AstraZeneca, Taiwan hopes to protect more and more people as quickly as possible. Following Lithuania and Slovakia, the Czech Republic has become the third European country to pledge COVID vaccines for Taiwan. The Czech Republic announced on Monday that it would donate 30,000 doses. In a statement, Taiwan's Ministry of Foreign Affairs expressed its gratitude, saying a friend in need is a friend indeed. The Czech Republic announced after a cabinet meeting that it would donate 30,000 vaccine doses to Taiwan. On Twitter, Czech Senate President Milos Vystrichil wrote that Taiwan had assisted the Czech Republic many times in the past. He said the actions of the Czech government were very symbolically significant to him. They have originally said perhaps the donation would be 20,000 doses. 
But following a discussion by the Czech government's cabinet, it was decided that the pledge would be raised to 30,000 doses. The Czech Republic is resisting China's pressure. This is a friendly boost for Taiwan. The Czech Republic is said to have increased its donation as a demonstration of the friendship between it and Taiwan. Over the past year, the two sides have had close exchanges in epidemic prevention, and they issued a joint statement on the collaboration last April. Taiwan previously donated 25 respirators to the city of Prague, as well as millions of face masks. In March of this year, Taiwan donated automated mask-making equipment that could produce 5 million pieces a month. Now the Czech Republic is donating vaccines in a move hailed as a new chapter in Taiwan-Czech relations. One person who promoted this donation behind the scenes is the mayor of Prague, who last month released a video in support of Taiwan. Your country helped us when we struggled, and I want you to know that we support you as well. So stay strong, take care, and Prague is by your side. Over in the U.S., Taiwan Ambassador Xiaobit Kim had a culinary exchange with the Czech ambassador. She introduced Taiwanese tea eggs, beef noodles, and pineapple cakes to the Czech envoy, who shared some of his country's popular foods. After Lithuania and Slovakia, the Czech Republic is the third European nation to pledge vaccines and send its goodwill to Taiwan. Preschools and cram schools nationwide were allowed to reopen on Tuesday, although with strict COVID precautions in place. It was a well, well, welcome development for parents who said that after two months of juggling their kids and their job, they're happy to be getting some relief. It's early in the morning and this little girl can barely keep her eyes open, while this boy clings tight to his mom. After a two-month closure, preschools reopened on Tuesday, bringing smiles to parents' faces nationwide. The children had to set their goodbyes at the gate. On the first day of the reopening, parents were prohibited from stepping inside. Teachers took temperatures and gave each kid a spritz of disinfectant at the entrance. Some of the children came equipped with not just masks, but also visors. Parents said they do have COVID fears, but that it's high time to go back to school. The central government has strict guidelines for the reopening. Everyone inside the preschools must wear a mask at all times and leave 1.5 meters of social distance inside classrooms. All meals must be set meals, eaten at a safe social distance with partitions between each kid. Cram schools were also allowed to reopen on Tuesday, with restrictions that differ based on region. In New Taipei, only cram schools for children up to 12 are allowed to resume. All faculty must have been vaccinated for at least 14 days or have a negative rapid test. The schools must be routinely disinfected, and both masks and visors are mandatory for students and teachers. Early Tuesday morning, this boy was dropped off at a cram school. His guardian said the reopening is welcome relief. 
I am his aunt. He's from a double-income family. Both his parents work. I myself have to work. Yesterday, I got a call from the cram school, and they said we could bring the kids back. So, of course, I hurried to do so. At this cram school, there's only one student attending class in person. Everyone else is online, turning this class into a one-on-one -on -one tutorial. The teacher says most of his students have gone south. Most parents sent their children down south during the epidemic. Today is the first day of the reopening, and many parents are still taking a wait-and-see approach. Right now, most of our classes still mainly have an online audience. With virus fears still hanging, this cram school operator says the return to normalcy will be gradual and will depend on the epidemic's development. Restaurants and stores are vying to offer the most attractive promotions to make the most of our switch to level two and the return of in-person spending. The government's consumer stimulus vouchers are not out yet, but stores hope big discounts will tempt shoppers out early. Let's take a look at the variety of offers across the market. This is not the normal crowd for a weekday afternoon in a major department store. But some shoppers can be seen carrying their precious bounty home. Promotions gave them a bargain haul today, say shoppers. The government's consumer stimulus vouchers aren't here yet but stores have gotten their own promotions started early. At Sogo, you can get a 6,400 NT discount voucher when you download their app, 200 NT off every 3,000 NT, or 400 NT off every 5,000 NT. At Shinkong Mitsukoshi, downloading the app gives you a 1,000 NT voucher good for 10% off online purchases. Global Mall is offering digital end-of-lockdown fund vouchers with up to 200 NT off store or restaurant sales. Of course, everyone in Taiwan has been cooped up for almost two months, so we should really encourage everyone and get that shopping fever back. It's 3 p.m. and this Hong Kong restaurant is juggling a rush of takeout orders. From July 27th, the restaurant is offering a special takeout meal promotion on everything, from fried honey glazed chicken and char siu bowls to spare ribs and spicy seafood sauce. Buy three meals and get 5% off. Buy five meals and get 12% off. Buy seven meals and you get 15% off. Since the alert level was reduced, there will be some office workers starting to go back into work in person. So we thought we'd encourage them to buy meals together at work. You can get 12% off plus a 300 NT voucher when you spend 600 NT at Team Ho Wan Dim Sum Restaurant or 500 NT at Hoker Chan. Dine it at High Life Foods before August 8th to receive a thank you card and a 100 NT voucher. Meanwhile, beef steaks are buy one get one free at Royal Host. And convenience stores are not to be outdone either. 7-Eleven is offering a lottery for shopping carts over 500 NT. The grand prize is a 10,000 NT gift card. And until August 8th, there are numerous extra discounts. 20% or 25% for multiple purchases on selected products. At Family Mart, collect a badge for each 200 NT spent. Three badges win your 100 NT voucher. At OK Mart until July 30th, membership points are all doubled. So wherever you normally would be shopping, there's probably a little something extra coming your way.
Well, Taiwan teens scooped up four golds and one silver at the International Physics Olympiad last week. The annual physics meet was hosted online this year by Lithuania. To the surprise of Taiwanese participants, the event organizer listed their country as Taiwan. Taiwan's flag was also used when introducing Team Taiwan. I think it's great that they put the national flag at the top, because before, when we brought the national flag to other contests, it was taken away. At the Asian Physics Olympiad, we had to use our Olympic flag instead. This time, being able to see the national flag makes us feel like we're bringing glory for our country. We didn't supply them with our flag, so when we saw it, our first reaction was surprise. Then we were quite happy. Team members say they're glad organizers didn't say they were from Chinese Taipei. The use of Taiwan at this event is seen as a sign of goodwill from Lithuania, which has pledged to donate 20,000 COVID vaccines to Taiwan. Taiwanese chip designer MediaTek posted record second quarter revenue at its earnings call on Tuesday. Its Q2 consolidated revenue came out to 125.7 billion NT dollars, 16% higher than the previous quarter and 86% higher year on year. The growth was driven by strong demand for 5G phones and smart devices. Let's hear from the firm's CEO. We believe digital transformation has become a new norm. It's driving tremendous business opportunity. We are only at the first phase of the cycle, witnessing early infrastructure de deployment for faster connections, such as 5G wireless space station, 10G pound fixed network, and high-speed transmission equipment. MediaTek plans to launch its flagship 5G chipset by the end of the year. The chipset will be built using TSMC's 4 nanometer process technology and is expected to be a major driver for growth. A new study from National Changgung University throws light on the role of the bacteria inside our stomachs. The study examined the effect of a healthy gut microbiome on social behavior in mice. It found that mice without gut bacteria were unable to be sociable. Researchers say the findings could shed light on the links between the digestive system and the mind. A mouse meets another unfamiliar mouse for the first time, but the reactions of the mice on the left and right are totally different, and their gut bacteria is the key. Everyone knows that our health and constitution are intimately linked. Our constitution is partially innate, but what's more important is how we live, which is to say the microbes that live with us in symbiosis. These microbes affect our physiology. The bacteria in our gut also affect our stress levels and our social behavior. The team from NCKU Hospital, led by Professor Wei Li, worked with a team from the California Institute of Technology. They found that gut bacteria affect the social behavior of the mice they live with. Researchers introduced a strange mouse to various groups, mice with no bacteria, mice on antibiotics, and mice with a normal gut microbiota. The mice with bacteria were curious and social, whereas the germ-free mice tried to hide. Researchers think the difference is down to differing levels of the stress hormone corticosterone. When they lack gut bacteria, corticosterone is abnormally elevated. 
causing certain neuronal circuits to activate and produce even more corticosterone, reducing the mouse's social behavior. Professor Wu's team found that the mice with elevated stress hormones in their blood showed less interest in socializing with other mice, but certain bacteria in the gut inhibit corticosterone. We saw a situation where the social behavior was increased and the corticosterone decreased. We transplanted a gut bacterium into the germ-free mice and got the result that their social behavior increased. The study has been published in the prestigious scientific journal Nature and received widespread attention. Professor Wu says the team will continue their research to uncover more links between brain, gut and behavior. Following the relaxing of restaurant rules, businesses are looking for protective screens to keep customers more separate. That means an explosion in trade for acrylic suppliers. We met one supplier who said business has gone up 50% overnight. Some office spaces are also getting transparent screens installed. The phone's ringing off the hook. Another customer is asking for transparent screens. Unfortunately, they'll have to wait two weeks before it can be shipped. This supplier is overrun with orders and production can't keep up. This laser cutter cuts 60 by 40 screens. Each one takes two minutes, and someone has to be there throughout. When we drop down to level two on July 27th, some restaurants reopen for eat-in, and skyrocketing orders for protective screens sent profits flying 50%. The acrylic manufacturers in the north are mostly overrun already, so customers have been looking to mid and southern Taiwan. Some of us who have more orders may need a week or two before we're able to ship the product. This manufacturer has even had orders given to him by northern colleagues. It's not just restaurants that need screens. Offices and cram schools are looking for them too. Some customers come to the factory to see if they can hurry the process along. As this manufacturer points out, Screens are easy to make at home. You can simply cut up a big piece of cardboard from a stationery store. But this might mean you can't see your friends at the next table in the restaurant. Also, it's lighter, so it might be a bit unstable. Homemade screens may be flimsy and hard to clean. Lots of businesses are plumping for professional acrylics. Protective barriers have never been so in vogue.